This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 13 is brought to you by IGUS. My fellow Americans, if you need a Forex broker or a second Forex broker or a backup Forex broker, IGUS is paying you to do that right now. So you will be getting easily the top Forex broker in the United States and $250 cash back after you make your first trade. Or, if you are listening to this podcast from your yacht, you can receive up to $5,000 cash back after you open 300 lots. Click the link down below in the show notes that will take you to my blog that will give you all the information you need and also the link you need to click on to receive this bonus. Great customer service, lowest spreads in the United States. Don't waste time, traders. Get started now. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and this is officially part two of the two-part series that started back in episode 11. Uh, We had to interrupt our scheduled uh, lesson for some cryptocurrency news, but we are back. And what we're trying to do is find things on a chart that can help us determine where price might go, or at least give us the probability. You guys already know, in investing, we don't deal with certainties because they don't exist. We can only deal in probabilities, and we have to stack those probabilities in our favor. This week, we're going to talk about another way to do that and a really great opportunity that has arisen due to what we are about to talk about right now. So... Those of you who followed me from back in the Forex days know that I'm not really big on correlations or divergence when it comes to Forex trading. This is because, as you guys also know, the Forex market moves completely different than everything else does. So when it comes to actual investing and the actual commodities market, for example, which is something we trade here, I think if you do it right, you can really take advantage of correlations and divergences from those correlations. I'll explain. So this episode has a blog attached to it. I'm going to put it down in the show notes. Everybody needs to go look at it. What I did is I went to stockcharts.com and signed up for a free monthly trial so I could bring this to you. I'm telling you, the links I will go for you, contrarians. Um, But I wanted to see. I wanted to take the commodities market. And so I took the main ETF for this, which is, I mentioned it before, ticker symbol DJP, the uh, Bloomberg Commodities Market Index, total return. And I wanted to see what would happen if I overlaid some actual commodities on top of it. How closely would they follow? Um, And I got mixed results. Now, on the blog, I showed you mostly good examples. Now, uh, I started with gold. Gold's not really a commodity per se, but it doesn't really follow it at all. all right, and then I moved into things like copper and oil, and you can see some of the little uh, differences there. Uh, but, but they both ran pretty much in tandem with the commodities index, save maybe a couple little spots here and there. Now, one of the biggest things I discovered by doing this was if the instrument and the commodities index run together most of the time, you will almost never see them head in opposite directions, at least not for an extended period of time. There's always little goofy news events here and there, and because of that, you might see one go up or down while the other one stays flat. But if they almost always run together, and now they're running apart from each other, this is something we need to stand up and take notice of. Because if the commodity we are looking at is getting inexplicably cheaper, 
yet the overall commodities market is still going up, for example, we need to pay attention to that. Because this could be a buying opportunity we may not see again for a long time. And as you can tell from the title of this episode, platinum was the one instrument that really jumped out this way. It normally runs in tandem with the Bloomberg Commodities Index. But ever since April of 2021, they have been heading in the opposite direction. The Commodities Index has gone up. Platinum, for those of you who follow platinum, has done nothing but drop. So we need to dive into this further. So let's dive in. Now, if, if you pull up a spot platinum chart right now, you're going to notice something. We had that big drop. There was no real fundamental reason that I saw behind that drop. I mean, certain commodities have been falling a little bit, but nothing to that degree. And now you're seeing a bit of a leveling off process. Now I'm looking at the weekly chart, by the way, as we always try to do here in the buy and hold world. Now, on my chart, I'm getting a bit of a uh, bearish pennant for those of you who follow price action, which I do not. But if that pattern holds true, we could be going even lower. And that's fine with me. Um, if I get a bullish signal next week, I'm jumping in. Um, if I have to wait and get an even cheaper price, that's great too. Uh, but these reasons are not the only reasons I am very interested in going long platinum from a buy and hold standpoint. You guys know I already trade it via the use of ETFs. I'm only able to go long. What I think I'm going to do at this point is just kind of stop trading it and just find a really good spot to enter along and just sit there and buy and hold it. I'm very bullish on the future. Let's check out the fundamentals. Despite the pandemic, industrial demand for platinum was up 43% in the year 2020. Those of you who watched my video on spot platinum, um, I showed you how to trade it, but I also went over the fundamental case for it as well. I'm going to link that down below in the show notes too if you want to go see it. Uh, but in that video, I showed you how there is barely any platinum out there compared to gold and even compared to silver. It's already in dire supply. And is that supply going up? No. In the year 2020, which is the last data point we have, we had a record deficit in the amount of platinum mined by 932,000 ounces. So overall demand is up, overall supply is down, yet the price has dropped. That right there is a scenario that I absolutely love. Now what about the future? One of the biggest uses for platinum in automobiles was in catalytic converters, you know, we're going to be moving into EV cars in the future, are we still going to need platinum a whole lot? We absolutely are. Platinum is a green metal. Those catalytic converters are what prevents the cars from spitting out pollution everywhere they go. On top of that, in the last probably two, three years, a lot of places have re-engineered their cars to replace platinum with palladium because at the time palladium was more cost efficient. Now, those of you who follow palladium are probably laughing right now because you know just how crazy the cost of palladium went after this happened. They made the conversion. Palladium took off. Now palladium is way too expensive. Now platinum is the thing that is much cheaper, so much so that it is more than worth people's time, money, and resources to make the switch back over. And this is what is happening. But VP, isn't the whole world going to electric vehicles? No, Scandinavia currently is going to all electric vehicles. The rest of us have a long way to go, if we're even doing it at all. There is a big portion of Southeast Asia 
in pretty much all of Africa, which is billions of people, who have no inclination of making this switch anytime soon or at all. And a good portion of them drive cars too. On top of that, if the world goes more towards the fuel cell version of the electric car, then you are absolutely going to need platinum for that. People are looking at using fuel cells in cars, buses, trains, everything. If you know anything about the green hydrogen movement, you need platinum for that. Despite all the things we already use platinum for, like uh, stronger glass, jewelry, dental work, I mean, future demand is not going away. From everything I've seen, it's only going up. I would love somebody to come in and try to present a bear case here, because I just don't think it exists. And your bear case better be able to keep up with the dwindling supply, because that's certainly happening too. Add on the fact that most of your platinum comes from South Africa. Now, we got a lot of South Africans listening to the podcast right now. You guys know as well as anyone, governments love to do dumb things. And they love to screw with the mining industry, even though in many places around the world, the mining industry is their golden goose. The pandemic already took a lot of mines offline. And it's going to be years before they recover. Tack on government overreach, and supply is only going to get worse. Now understand, platinum, especially if you don't play the miners and you just play the overall price, it probably doesn't have the crazy asymmetrical upside as a lot of things we talk about here on the podcast, but it does have very good upside, especially compared to its downside. And if I can find a commodity with a ratio like that, it's going in my portfolio. I'm not some broke little kid. I don't have this mentality to where it's like, well, if it's not at least a four to five X, then I'm not interested. That's stupid. You need investments of all types. And this is not a small cap altcoin podcast. Now, if I see a good one, I'll mention it. But this podcast is for grownups who want to do things intelligently, yet still participate in investments with low downside and high upside. And to me, platinum absolutely fits that bill. So that being said, how do we play it? Well, as always, there are a number of ways. If you are part of the, if you don't hold it, you don't own it crowd, your precious metal dealer should have it. If they don't, I would go looking for another one or go looking for a second one. Uh, because I've seen platinum bars and coins in plenty of places. Now, premiums wise, expect to pay somewhere in between what you would for gold and silver. So not as cheap as gold, not as expensive as silver in terms of the premiums, uh, but certainly not a bad way to go. If I had a home, uh, that I owned and I had a safe, I would not mind stocking it up with some platinum coins and bars for diversification and for cool factor. Um, but the way I'm playing it is the way I normally play things like this. And that's going to be through the use of ETFs. Now, this is not an episode on platinum ETFs, so I'm going to go through this really quick. Um, but there are options depending on where you are in the world. Um, in the United States, there are three. And I have found one in the UK and I have found one in Australia. If anybody sees more options for pure price platinum ETFs, please go to YouTube, where this is also hosted, and put it down in the comments section. Help the community out. The more choices we have, the better. Now, I personally use PLTM for trading, and um, I've always been very happy with it, and that is probably what I will use going forward for my buy and hold, whenever that time comes. Uh, but as always, take this very seriously and do your research. In the cryptoverse, there is only one place that I know of. There are probably some smaller companies out there, um, but and I hate to say it because they're just they're such a zero in customer service. But Uphold has a product, uh, just like they do with gold, silver, and palladium. They have a platinum product. 
that just follows the price of platinum. And it looks like it's as good as any. But again, if any of you crypto heads see another place that looks legit (laughs) where you can actually hold platinum or an instrument that follows the price of platinum, put that down below in the comments section as well. Now, if you would like more leveraged exposure, that's fine, but you're probably going to have to go to South Africa to do that. Not physically. There are plenty of stock options all over the world, but regardless of where those companies are headquartered, their mines are typically in South Africa or Zimbabwe or Russia. Episode 5 of the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast focused on jurisdictional risk. And if you listen to that episode and you use some of the resources down below in the show notes, you will know those are three places you really should not be. Three places that are very mineral-rich, but three places with very unpredictable governments. So the leveraged exposure is there, and a lot of investors go this route. Far be it from me to tell you not to. But as always, do your research and know what you're getting into. I really wish there was a better way to play Platinum Miners, but this is what we have. And I will also link to you a site that shows who all of the big players are in the platinum mining game. So you can just take that information and go do the research on your own. Uh, But again, as always, tons of great resources in the show notes. Definitely check out that blog I wrote because I gave you a little bit of an Easter egg at the very bottom. There is a long-term divergence going on right now that could set up tremendous opportunities for us down the road, like Big, big upside. And the next one, maybe two episodes of this podcast are going to be focusing on that very thing. But for right now, my focus is on platinum. Even commodities investors around the world right now are like, platinum? Why would you do that? That's crazy. Nobody's even talking about it. Well, yeah, that's exactly the time when you're supposed to invest in things. Dummy, (laughs) we're not crazy. We're just early. Uh, 